Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. Box with Brad and John. Hour two kicking off right now. Hat Flow Company, a, a local upstate business helping your business, helping your church, your charity, your team, whatever it is you want to promote, they can do it with their great looking leather patch hats. They slap that logo of yours on a Richardson hat, a beanie, need those this time of the year, low profile, straw hats, and more. They can do anything to get you noticed. And they look really good. They're just a, it's a sharp logo or, or, or a sharp leather patch your logo engraved in it, and they can pretty much do anything you, you've got. You can upload into their custom hat builder, and they've got different shapes and sizes of the leather patch and how you want to uh, set it on there with different color schemes on the hat. Make it look great. Make it stand out. Go to Hat Flow Company on their website, hatflowco.com, to check out that hat builder and build you the perfect hat. Also, follow them on Instagram, and see the type of work and what they're doing for businesses and organizations around the area. Nationwide shipping, no order minimums. You want one, you want a thousand. You go to hatfloatco.com today. Check them out. 654 Roar. Before we go to the phone lines, I just I want to say this. In the filing, the federal lawsuit filing by the attorney generals from Tennessee and Virginia against the NCAA here. Athletic Director of Tennessee, Danny White, and the co-founder of the Spire Sports Collective that's under fire from NCAA. As of yesterday, we found that out. Both of those parties have written declarations including included in that TRO filing. What Tennessee is saying is that we didn't break NCAA rules because your rules broke federal laws let that sink in let's go to chad in liberty i know john's over there head spinning it's going to be a great segment hey chad how you doing today pretty good well i'm actually under the weather guys i'm home oh. home uh taking some antibiotics but uh so you get if well, you can't sir. understand me let me know my, my voice is all gone so but uh hopefully you can get me here um just want to get your thoughts about like last night i did it eerily seemed eerily similar to me to the NIT game last year where the team had just had their parts ripped out with the selection process and then got out to a fast start and a, a double-digit lead. And then when shots stopped falling, they just kind of became disengaged. Thoughts on that? I mean, you, you, did y'all see why? I mean, I'm watching the replay right now, and Louisville's activity level is just way, way more uh, higher than ours. Uh, the I can buy it. I mean, it, it was an emotional game, and it's hard to sort of just pick yourself up, and it feels like, you know, this group of guys in particular, I know Jarrod wasn't on last year's team, but a lot of these guys, as you mentioned, felt that sting last year, and it sort of held, you know, it sort of held over their heads 
for a long time. They use it as motivation and whatnot throughout the offseason, you know, that leave no doubt kind of mentality that they came up with. So I think I think the the they're I mean, we're all prone to the emotions, right? I mean it's hard. It's hard when you play a sport at this level and you have something you know, a game go that way that it did and they feel like they should have won it to have to come back and pick up the pieces. I think that yeah, there's there's some emotional letdown for sure. I don't I don't argue that at all. Yeah, it showed. I mean, it showed. And, it did. And, you know, they they found a way to win last night, whereas last year they just they couldn't they couldn't stop they couldn't get over that, which is probably a little bigger letdown last year. But um, but yeah, I just thought I thought it was eerily similar to the way the game played out and and uh, that's good. Yes, yeah, the, the flow, the game flow. Yep. Difference so, is they won um, this game. And, <laughs> you're right, right, which is. Which is fine. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, like, all right, we just need to see more of that 26-point lead team, right? That's that's always that's what everybody wants to see. They want to see that team. They don't want to see the team that let down or just, you know, drop their guard for a minute because that's exactly what it was. They just kind of relaxed once they got to 26, and sometimes it's hard to get that back. Absolutely. So, um, but uh, yeah, that and, 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 and another thing here, I think the shot selection, I mean, the, you know, it would be different if we were – if we weren't getting good shots, it's it's they're actually getting really really good shots, and and Gerard has forced a couple, more so in the games where they were just like basically denying the ball all over the floor. He's a shooter; he knows he's got to get his shots up. But uh, he, I, I think that that um that last night we were caught off guard a bit by how open we were at times. Like we're used to having to work so hard to get a shot. And you'll see a guy catch the ball and look to make a pass and go, oh, wait, I'm wide open, I better shoot. And, and, and that's kind of out of rhythm a little bit. And so you, 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 you've seen a little rhythm. Uh, you know, it's, I've always, I coach, and so I've always said that, you know, my sets, my things that I work football and basketball-wise, um, the better the team you play, the better your sets are going to work. Like, because if you play a, if you play a bad team, you don't, you, I can't predict where that kid's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, he may not be where he's supposed to be because – that's why they're not good, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, it's it's it just looked like last night. It were, there were times where we had guys take take shots out of rhythm, uh, and 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 part of it I think is because they're not they weren't used to being like maybe they're open three or four four more passes later. They're not used to being open that early, and it was they were they were all a shock bite. You could see them almost kind of oh I guess I need to shoot this. You know what I'm saying? So yep. anyway, just some thoughts on that last night, but. Um, I'm gonna I'm go rest. Thank you, Jay. Hey, hope you feel better. Thanks for getting in. I appreciate the call today. Thank you. Take care. Six five four Roar. You want to get in? You know, going going off what Chad said and what Ernie was saying earlier, John. It felt like a lot of different games in one. Like there was like four different games were played last night. You know, just like yeah. for different different times in the game. It felt like you were watching a different game because I mean, Clemson built a twenty four point lead, so the emotional letdown wasn't that great, right? And, and Louisville just gave Clemson a lot of opportunities, too. I mean, they were not guarding well on the perimeter. The shots didn't fall. They just did not simply go in. But Louisville didn't really want to challenge that much defensively last night. And that was evident by P.J. Hall saying, all right, I'm going to go down on the block, and I'm going to start scoring, and you're not going to stop it. And they didn't. They had, they had no answer for P.J., especially in the second half. But they – just a lot of weirdness. Weirdness of that game. You know what? It's At the end of the day, it's not a game we're going to be talking about in in March, it just is. We're not, we're not going to remember this game, refer to this game probably very often the rest of the year, if 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 at all. 
Uh, Clemson did what they had to do. Got to it. They went by the margin that they needed to for the net rankings. But gosh, a loss is so much more devastating than than the margin. Uh, but they got to win. They got they got over that emotional letdown at Duke. Uh, maybe maybe they kind of got back into the flow and the in the routine of things. And we'll see how they look this weekend against uh, Virginia uh, coming up at uh, Little John Coliseum uh, coming up at 2 p.m. on Saturday, 1.30 airtime here on The Roar. So tune in this weekend for that one. But you agree, we're just, this is not a game that's going to bring up a whole lot of... No, I don't think so. Weird game, weird night. You won it, you survived it. Move on. A lot of variables and, and things here. A lot of variants to this game, too, throughout it. And in a weird high-variance game, you're able to come out with the win. I, I take it as a positive and, and move forward. Agreed. For me. Take what you can learn from it. Exactly. I just think, you know, from, from the player standpoint, they're just like, okay, we won, right? You know, I like, got, yeah. got out of there. You know, from people watching standpoint, they're like, ugh, this was awful. Because yeah, it, it, was, it was. It was a tough watch. Yeah, but it's all about finding ways to win. At the end of the day. That's all that matters. Yep. Uh, still monitoring this NCAA story. Do you have anything? I want to read to you uh, two different paragraphs in Dennis Dodd's piece over on CBSSports.com. Okay. Um, these are two excerpts from the article as he is talking about the state of Tennessee suing the NCAA at the federal level. Uh, he, he writes, Considering what's at stake, this latest lawsuit could result in a possible epic legal firefight with the NCAA, a source familiar with Tuesday's filing told CBS Sports. This is at least the third antitrust lawsuit filed against the NCAA since the beginning of November. The association is already defending itself in two similar lawsuits that could bring down the so-called collegiate model. House versus NCAA, scheduled for 2025, could see the association on the hook for damages exceeding $4 billion in a jury trial. Oh, they gone. Johnson versus NCAA has former athletes seeking to be labeled employees for purposes of collecting back pay and damages. They gone, gone if that happens. Now, they they settle these things. They're not going to actually pay $4 billion. B- billion with a B. Yeah, they don't have, I don't think they have $4 billion. Sooner. They make, was it $2 billion a year off of the uh, NCAA tournament? But I don't know that their their rainy day fund has four billion dollar lawsuit covered. I can't imagine. Very few places do. That's uh, that's that's excessive. Um, because it's not just about. I mean, I I didn't even really think about how much in terms of back pay they would have to they'd have to spend. How far back do you go? That's good. That's a good point. Is it only scholarship athletes? <laughs> Is it just the revenue sports, or is it every sport? At every university. And to Tar Heel Chad's point from earlier, others are going to jump in on this lawsuit. And at some point, John Swafford's name is going to be put into this lawsuit. It's oh, inevitable. <laughs> every conference commissioner is. Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, no, it's, seriously, you're right. I, they're, maybe. I, I don't know. We'll, I mean, we'll see if they take it that far. But I don't think anything's off the table. I don't think anyone, anybody is safe. Are you willing at ten fifteen, after finding out about this story thirty to forty minutes ago, are are you willing to make any strong declaration on the future of college athletics as we know it? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, I think it is more up Dang in the it. air than ever before. It it does feel like, again. I I think this is the most monumental lawsuit that's been filed yet. Some of those other ones, like the one where they they let the players who 
who had transferred, you know, they got rid of the the, the two the second transfer set out rule. Mm-hmm. You know, they were able to fight that in court to win. That didn't reshape the entire NCAA. No, it, it, it affected it, but it didn't reshape it. No, the, this John Bailey's not strong enough to reshape anything. <laughs> That's your words. You're going after a federal judge, not me. Uh, never. This though does feel like it could bring on the biggest of change. Yes. And what because, I mean is employees. I think it has to happen now. I, I don't see any other way in which this this occurs. You don't. No, I, I think that is inevitable. And I have been saying for a couple of years now that I think that is the best thing moving forward is to make everybody employees. Let's collectively bargain this thing. Let's put in some contracts. And let's move forward. If we're going to NFL this thing with the playoff structure and everything else, well, then let's get some structure with these contracts and payments and salary caps and things like that. I'm here for it. There may be no other option than to do that. But do the schools realize what they're they're getting into? Do they realize what like what is the end game for Tennessee for whatever schools well, in favor of of challenging the NCAA? Well, the, the part of it is how much do you have to put into like a percentage thing? How much of it's emotional right now and reactionary by Tennessee? Well, Tennessee's trying to avoid sanctions. Yeah, that's what I mean. How much of this is pushback to what occurred yesterday? How much of this, is, to your point in hour one? has been well thought out and planned with a big picture attack in place. I don't know where the line is there. I don't know. Because like, at the same time, like where is it at Florida State? Has everything been well thought out and planned, or are they being emotional and reactionary? So I have a tough time trying to figure out where that line is at these individual schools. Because it, like a lot of these we're coming out as the aggressor has been in response to people coming at them. You know, had the, had this uh, federal lawsuit come out today without the actions yesterday, how much differently would we be looking at this? I don't think the schools really know what the end looks like in all this, but I would start. I would start to think that way if I were them. Like, st- I think we need to stop thinking about the fight we're about to have on our hands and see what things are going to look like post-fight. But nobody wants to do that. It's make a mess and then clean it up later. Wow, it's almost as if there's nobody in charge. Oh, wow, there's there's no leadership. Huh, interesting. God, can you imagine being Charlie Barker right now? You took on the job of being the president of the NCAA, and you've been hit with three lawsuits since you walked in the door? I mean, what are you supposed to do if you're him? Man, he's been, he's been bamboozled. He really has. Because you got to think you're not taking that job. If I mean, obviously, you had no idea that today's lawsuit was going to come out when he took this job over a year ago. Right. But you had to know some of the stuff was coming. But, man, I mean, it's kind of like we, you know, we talked about some of the, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 conference commissioners walking and had no idea the fights they had on their hands. It was way worse than that. We'll see what comes of and what the responses are from other states, and then we'll get, at some point, a federal... Uh, response from the courts and judges and all the evidence and all that has to come out. It's going to be a ton of fun. It really is, John. You didn't realize you're going to have to basically become a um, 
couch lawyer over there to to try to understand how things work in these. This is why my wife and I have been binging Suits. We're almost done with season (laughs) seven. I feel like I'm getting prepared for this. I'm going to go back and watch every season of Matlock. More to come right after this. Don't go anywhere. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. They say the new year calls for new goals. So what about new house goals? Upgrade to comfort this year with natural gas. Picture warmer heat, endless hot water, cooking without power, and grilling without a tank. Make the switch for a cozier and more efficient home. Call 864-859-6375 or visit fhnga.com for details. And hey, before you dig, remember to call 811. It's the law and it's free. Happy New Year from your friends at Fort Hill Natural Gas. Hey, it's Toby from Wendy's. Picture a Baconator. The six strips of Applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel Baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? And right now you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only. Or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. Did you miss out on your favorite Clemson sportswear? At Tiger's Sports Shop, we still have your favorite gear from Lululemon, Nike, and more. With a full selection for all ages, you can continue to show your Tiger pride for the new year. We help you wear your Clemson pride on your sleeves. If you're short of time, shop our website at tigersports.com and either pick up your order or have it shipped to you direct. Visit one of our two locations in Clemson today. The Tiger Sports Shop is all in, all the time. Go Tigers! New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I've thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, anytime's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. It's a new year, but one thing remains the same. Elkmont is the upstate's destination for the best in lifestyle clothing, shoes, unique gifts, outdoor gear, and so much more. Offering great footwear from On Running, Vans, Ufos, Birkenstock, and more. Incredible selection of jewelry featuring Kendra Scott and game day and lifestyle clothing from the most popular brands like Patagonia, Viore, Filson, Free Fly, Columbia, Z Supply, Howler Brothers, and more. Shop South Carolina's largest selection of on-running shoes and enjoy great discounts on select game day and winter apparel as our winter clearance sale begins. Find the latest arrivals and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at elkmonttradingcompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T tradingcompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally, go Tigers! 
Touchdown. I'm Justin Jefferson with the Minnesota Vikings. Hi, I'm Jamar Chase with the Cincinnati Bengals. Why do I choose a sleep number smart bed? Because I only go all out. Because I can't be stopped. Because my sleep number smart bed helps me sleep at the right temperature all night. So we can take our game to the next level. That's why 80% of NFL players choose a sleep number smart bed. Sleep next level, perform next level. And now during our President's Day sale, save 50% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Baseball season's almost here, and we have you covered from now until opening day. Hitting is not about muscle. It's simple physics. Calculate the velocity V in relation to the trajectory T, in which G, gravity, of course, remains a constant. <laughs> We are the Roar. Smitty smoking soul food and easily go check them out for lunch today. 5284 Calhoun Highway, Sweet E there off of 123. It's Dollar Wing Wednesday. They also offer the $16.99 all-you-can-eat wings. Man, that's a deal. That's a steal. E- either one. If you can't eat a ton of wings, go take advantage of the $1. And if you can, put down, put a hurting on them. $16.99 all-you-can-eat. That's for today and tomorrow. That's their Wednesday-Thursday special at Smitty's. These wings are smoked first and then deep fried to give them that crispy flavor that that crispy texture i should say and that smoky flavor they've got um you know almost a dozen sauces to choose from whatever your taste is they've got it there not it's it's nine actually nine flavors of wing sauce uh so if you're in the mood hopefully i got you in the mood for wings super bowl is coming up think about smitty's for your catering needs they take care of all of that They'll do everything when it comes to catering. The plates, the, the the sweet tea, whatever you need, they've got you covered on that. They've got brisket. They've got the pulled pork. They've got the uh, sliced turkey breast on special on Saturdays. Uh, the ribs, you name it. Chopped chicken, they can take care of you over there at smittysmokingsoulfood.com. Go see their website today. 654-ROAR. You want to get in with us on anything concerning the NCAA, and speaking of concerning, it's time for the Concernometer. To tell you the truth, I'm a little concerned. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. As a matter of fact, I'm really more than a little concerned. And when they say they're more than a little concerned, they're desperate. John, we could do about 50,000 concerns here with the NCAA lawsuit that's been filed federal lawsuit by the attorney generals of Tennessee and Virginia this morning. But just in terms of one through five, I'm just going to run through some quick ones. One through five, your concern for just the the state of the NCAA by 2025. A five. So by the end of this year. Yeah. No, no. This is as... Um big of a situation that has happened with the NCAA in years. 
I think this is as perilous of a situation as they have faced. Now, you are of the opinion that at this stage in the game, with all that's happened, let's just make the players employees? Yes. I would like to see that's... Really, it's, I'm tired of hearing all the fighting about, oh, yeah, my conference makes this much TV money versus your conference making that much TV money, and we're just bragging about making TV money. Let's, let's, come on. Let's just get it over with. Yeah, let's just get it over with. Uh, I have what I've talked about on this show for the last couple of years as change fatigue within college athletics. Now, that every five minutes when we feel like we have it figured out what we're doing, we change again. And I feel like this process is going to take, I don't know, probably two to five years. And that just sounds like a long road ahead. I am ready to get to the final destination of where things are collectively bargained, they are contracted, and we have some some structure to this thing. Oh, structure would be nice. Now, for all that to happen, it probably does not happen with the NCAA. I just I can't imagine. And not, neither can I at this point in time. Concern on meter one through five that what you're saying, we can actually get there in a reasonable amount of time, that it's not a decade away. Because the longer it takes to get to your model, and I, by the way, I'm, I'm also for your model, to get to that, it's going to get ugly, and it's going to get gross, and it's going to be a potential destruction of the sport, or at least teetering on the destruction of, yes. the, of the sports, plural, before we get there with the way things are headed right now. Here's the problem at why it's going to take longer than two to five years. Because the closest TV deal that is up is in seven. And you still think that dictates that's going more to dictate a lot of everything. And if you got to all of a sudden, if the four letter network and Fox now realize that they're they're now having to fund all these teams in their leagues, all the scholarship money, plus the salaries, plus the benefits, plus everything else, are they going to want to come back to the table in negotiations again with as much money after everyone's been used to then? If we set up the contract proposals and things under a certain landscape. But that's part of the problem with looking at a pay-for-play model is that that revenue may not be that revenue. It may change 10 years from now. The landscape could change. It could the, change in a couple years when we renegotiate the 12-team playoff. I don't think this will happen, but you certainly have to take into account some of these networks go under. They don't make great business decisions at ESPN, folks. They're living on a prayer half the time. They live like most Americans do. They're just hoping that the check's clear and they, they can pay everybody. It's a lot of businesses that operate that way. Thankfully not here at the Roar. But there's a lot of businesses that operate <laughs> yes. that way. Absolutely. You stretch yourself thin. And they have. They've spent an enormous amount of money on personalities, enormous amount of money on TV rights that are increasing all of the time. Every time there's a new contract, and it seems like every league is up for a new contract. Somebody's up for a new contract every year. In, you know, at least every couple of years. So you're extending yourself more and more. It's no guarantee that ESPN can continue to operate in the current business model that they are. Do you think 20 years ago we thought the newspaper business would go under like it has? Not a chance. I mean, Everybody gone, started their day with the paper. You can't think it, of it any other way. It has gone completely under, but it's not what it was 20, 30 years ago. Not what it was when it you coming. walked into the business. Oh, no. No, no. It's a, it's a shell of what it was when I walked into the business. They've had to adjust operating costs to a massive degree. So we don't know what the landscape is 20 years from now. That money may not be there like they, they want it to be right now. No, and I mean, one of the things that fascinates me about this, I think something will be worth monitoring over you know, the next several years, 
I don't know if you paid much attention to it, but look who entered the live sports realm very recently. Netflix. More and more streaming. Amazon's trying to buy everything and get their hands on. So the two companies out here that are funding college football are not the big streamers, not the ones that are trying to grab everything up right now. ESPN's trying to offload stuff. Well, that's the thing. Those streaming companies are coming in and trying to pick up the stuff that you can't really handle. But what if it gets to a point where they just start gobbling up everything sports-wise? Yeah. And the money itself is not the same as it was, and then therefore you're not getting as much money to pay your contracts and everything else. Markets change. They shift all the time. So you have to be very careful when and where you start the employee model if you do. how Concern for me is certainly a five with just how crazy it's going to get because schools are now saying, you can't challenge us, NCAA. Your rules are illegal. That's what Tennessee mapped out today. First time I've really seen that. That a school is able to, to brazenly tell you, I don't have to abide by your silly rules because your silly rules are illegal. They're against the law. And I'm going to go with the federal law over you. You're keeping student-athletes from being able to monetize and make money in a capitalist society. <laughs> so therefore, I don't care about your stinking rules. That's what Tennessee said. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with them. It's a great avenue to to stir up controversy and create talking points. But I'm very, very concerned that this will continue to be... We'll, we'll go farther into the Wild Wild West. We're going to get even more just whatever goes, goes. Whatever happens, happens. Because there's no, like you said earlier, there's no leadership. Well, I, I also think there will be no sense of urgency until we have a few years of crazy wild, wild west to get things reined in. Yeah. And I don't want to go down this road today. A couple roads I don't really want to go too far down today. One of them, uh, does it concern me, one through five, that this is going to, this is reaching the high school levels? It already has. Will it continue to be a big ordeal in that one? Yeah, that, that, that's a fun. Because I don't, I don't know what that Westgate looks like. That's, that's way beyond, I think, what most of us can understand when you're talking about 16, 17-year-olds. And then the avenue of that I also don't want to go too far down today. You start paying the players. It all becomes a business model. How do you fund every sport? Because I don't think you can. It's going to be really difficult to do. Because the money's got to come from like the money that you use, the TV money you're getting now, and you're going to start paying players. And that we know how all this works. It always you get increases all the time in this. That money will have to come from somewhere. And if you become a business, don't you then start to discuss, okay, where are we going to make money? What's going to be profitable for us? Title IX has had a say in that. Does Title IX get revamped? Does it work when they're all employees and it's not an amateur model anymore? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not, I have no idea. I'm not trying to pretend I do. But you get what I'm, what I, where I'm going with this. You have to make business decisions. Exactly. With what you're going to run and what you're not going to run, what you're going to offer, what you're not going to offer. It's just it's a, it's a service at that point. Well, I mean, it's this is, it's once again, I'm going back to a line that I heard all the time doing a show with Nikki Plyler for over two years. The unintended consequences. And see, this is all domino effects. That's all, Every yeah. bit of it is. 
Because what happens if you determine that you don't have to give out scholarships because they're a paid employee? How does Title IX factor into that? I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like we're moving more in that direction than than a lot of others right now. Concernometer 1 through 5 that this is going to be the biggest offseason since we have done radio. Not even just together, since you and I have been here at the Roar. <laughs> Where we are talking more off-field nonsense than ever. I don't know because I feel like we that's all we've been doing for three years. I'm not against it. I'm just saying I feel like that that's been the direction of the sport where things are headed been a problem for three years now. Is it? Do we do even more of that? Maybe. What I'm worried about is people becoming so disenfranchised by either that side of things or the other side. The games. The games don't even matter as much it's anymore. It's become like the NBA where we care more about who's being traded to who, who's going to go play with who, what free agents are going to sign where, what, what structure of the sport is happening, and then we just look at Saturdays in the fall as a way to get to the, the soap opera of it all. Maybe. Because that terrifies me. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Uh, concernometer, we'll, we'll get to some other things. I didn't really have the NCAA on much on the concern of meter. I did want to talk about the Tennessee thing a little bit, though, because John asked me earlier, does the fact that Tennessee's now fighting this and now that there's attorney generals from states involved, does that mean that we're going to have to kind of ease off Tennessee? Because, <laughs> I mean, Tennessee is a habitual line stepper. <laughs> you know what that reference is from, John? Sorry, I was on the phone. What was that? Uh, they're, they're a habitual line stepper. Nah. That's uh, that's a Chappelle show thing. Uh, okay. They are, though. They habitually step on the line. Oh, yeah. I, the only person that even remotely comes to the NCAA offices or the, uh, the principal's office, if you will. I mean, Auburn's only in there like, you know, 20% of the time compared to Tennessee. So, uh, in case you missed the story yesterday, NCAA is investigating Tennessee for violations uh, of name, image, and likeness. Basically, there were some, I guess, conversations, activity between Spire Sports Group, Tennessee's primary NIL collective, and uh, Nico Amalieva no, from hold Tennessee. Hold on, not just that. The gold standard for collectives across the country. Oh, okay. Sorry. As they like to remind us all the time that the Aspire Institute is the state-of-the-art NIL collective in college athletics. Apparently, they flew him on a private jet. It's been reported in New York Times. We reported that, that he was on a private jet paid for, I guess, by the golden... What was it you called them? The golden what? Golden collective. Oh, the golden goose. So might yeah, as well. The gold standard. Uh, they, <laughs> they, uh, that broke NCAA violation. They, they, they were in contract negotiations before Nico ever got to campus, which is the rule that's being called illegal. By Tennessee. The state of Tennessee By this the morning. the state of Tennessee, not just the Vols themselves. They're also saying that, too. But the state of Tennessee is saying that. That's making what Roy Cooper did last fall look like light work. So that's the story. Um Real quick here, Scandal Bingo. Mark this on your card, John. Just let me go through the different things that are in this, and you and you tell me. All right. If you if, if you if you got this on your card, okay. Uh, Tennessee. The one, yeah, that checks out. Checks out. They're on the card. Yeah, always. Yeah, they're the free space. <laughs> uh, level one violations. Yes. Uh, collectives. Yes. Private airplane. Yeah. 
That's got to. Oh, gotta that's always there. on the bingo card with Tennessee. That private plane gets in so much trouble. Freshman quarterback recruit, or sorry, uh, quarterback recruit. Yes. That, that's on there, too? Yep. Uh, Tom Mars. Is Tom Mars on your bingo card? Tom Mars is the space above the free space on every <laughs> bingo card. Is, he is essentially the free space. Tom Mars is involved in this. Jeremy Pruitt. Buddy, we already have bingo, and I think we can still fill out the card. <laughs> I think we get, like, three bingos on one card here, it looks like. I mean, the, the NCAA scandal card, Tennessee just covered every box for us. Jeremy Pruitt got brought up because the last time they got in trouble— they were compliant and received gold stars from the NCAA for their involvement in handling the Jeremy Pruitt scandal, but that was self-serving because they needed to fire Jeremy Pruitt with calls and not pay him his buyout. But now, thanks to all of that, you were looked at in the eyes of the NCAA as a repeat offender. <laughs> There's the other one. <laughs> repeat violator. Also on the bingo card. 654 or more to come after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Winter means colder weather and hot deals on Takeuchi at Bennett Equipment. We have Takeuchi track loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments ready to go to work today. Why settle for less with other brands when you can have the best in Takeuchi? Stop by any of our four convenient locations and see why Bennett and Takeuchi set the standard for equipment sales and rental. And remember, when you need equipment in the upstate or northeast Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. No one wants it to happen to them, but unfortunately, chances are good that at some point it'll happen to you. Roof troubles. It's one of the most important parts of your biggest investment. So when you need repairs or a new installation, you need someone who you can trust to get the job done right. You need Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. As a family-owned and operated roofing company for nearly six decades, Joe Robertson and Son have built a reputation for quality craftsmanship. It's why thousands of upstate home and business owners have chosen them for their roofing needs. Beyond providing quality work they're proud to stand by, Joe Robertson and Son Roofing also takes a client-first approach to their job. That means quality roofing, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. Put it all together, and it's easy to see why they're the upstate's premier roofing provider. You can't cut corners when it comes to roof repairs and installations, so go with the trusted name in the upstate. Go with Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. Get started today by visiting them online at robertsonroofing.net. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. 
In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler. Just trust me. We've all heard or said these words ourselves at various points. It's going to be great. Just trust me. We say that all the time. And that's basically what I'm saying when you hear me talk about PhD weight loss. I'm just asking you, just trust me. And now the reality is, a few of y'all are thinking things like this. Will it be safe? Or, you know, perhaps more commonly, will I fail? Nope, you won't fail because they won't let you. You're not your past. Whatever diet pills or injections you did in the past failed you. Wanting to drop weight is 80% of the battle, so you're almost there. And the other 20% is having an expert on your side, a way to keep you on track. Keeping you on track is what PhD does. It's the most important thing that they do. I want you to think about this. Think about what not doing PhD will do. Multiply five pounds times five years of doing nothing. You're another 25 plus pounds overweight if you don't stop right now and call PhD. For more info, go to the website at myphdweightloss.com. Military veterans and active duty service members, you could become a certified cyber warrior with just 12 weeks of training at My Computer Career. Cybersecurity specialists are in high demand, and IT pros with these skills often enjoy abundant opportunity and a great lifestyle. Protect our people, liberty, and treasured institutions from cyber threats. GI Bill, SkillBridge, and other VA benefits are available to those who qualify. Learn more at mycomputercareer.edu slash CWP. That's mycomputercareer.edu slash CWP. Man, you won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that the Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. back here live on the roar the press box with brad and john and we appreciate you joining us today i'd also appreciate you if you'd stop by the dream center resale stores whether you purchase things or drop things off you're helping change lives because every dollar that comes through the dream center goes to the dream center from their resale stores it helps fund their programs they have a lot of volunteers but there's a lot of costs involved and they don't they do not receive government funding and they need your proceeds to help operate. So if you're cleaning some things out, you know, you get rid of some winter clothes or uh, as you start to just kind of, you know, gear up for uh, the summer, spring and the summer, uh, if you have some things you need to get rid of, drop it off at the resale stores. There's one in Easley, Pickens, Seneca, and Greenville. They're on Pleasantburg Drive. So please help donate, shop, and change lives. And it's still cold, so if you've got some winter stuff you want to drop by there, uh, the folks who go through their program, Dream Center, where they empower adults and help them kind of get back on on track in life with certain things, they can earn Dream Center bucks through going through the program, and then they're able to go there and spend that money so then they can help clothe their children, help clothe themselves. It touches lives. You can help do that. Dream Center 
PC.org. The Dream Center PC.org is their website. Go check them out for more information and stop by one of their stores. 654 Roar. You want to get in with us? We talk so much about this NCAA stuff. And John, we could probably spend the rest of the show on it, but I do want to get to some other things. Is there anything else you want to add to what we haven't discussed? I, I just want to read um, a tweet from Chris Vanini, um, who covers college football, covers athletics, um, I believe for the athletic and just all over the place. Mm-hmm. But this is. Um, in response to some of the stuff that's coming out, um, he actually talked about this on the 18th um, when the um, the transfer eligibility rule thing was passed. I just found it very interesting with today's ruling or with today's announcement of the lawsuit. Okay. Vanini writes, so much of college sports right now is leaders playing to their angry fans without looking at the big picture and the result is accidentally blowing up college sports. I'm of the belief that Vanini continues to write. I'm of the belief that if they let players have their video game money, which EA wanted, shared some of the TV revenue, a lot of the rest of it wouldn't have happened. They pushed against it so hard as the money got so much bigger that the governments and judges finally noticed. Maybe. Maybe if they had started small and let it build, then it would not have been... We started with an introductory model, and then as time went on, you could either you know add on to it or make adjustments. Back when the NCAA still had power, but no. They chose to continue to kick the can, and now we are sitting here today with federal lawsuits coming from two states against the NCAA. I get that, and could certainly see that being um, a, a potential avenue that this would have changed at least some. Who knows? We're all would have taken us six five four roar. You want to get in? A lot of folks get on the Adams Coffee text line. A lot of these things are stuff we're going to be talking about for the next several months as we go through all this. But, you know, I, you have some textures agree with you, John. They're already tired of hearing about this off-the-field stuff. It's not going away. It's not going anywhere. Texture says all the turmoil of college athletics is going to drop fans away, and they're not going to have any money. You you do take that risk. That's To think that that can't happen is, is short-sighted, in my opinion. To think because that we can't just all stand up and go, not doing this anymore. You combine the fatigue of this while also having to ask the same fans to fund all of this. That's where it's going to come into play, in my opinion. There is an end to the money, but by asking fans to fund so much of it. Do you agree to that? Oh, 100%. When there's so much money coming in from the TV side of things, that but yet we're having to, you know, crowdsource funding from our fan bases to pay for the players. It, it it just it's a model that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, when you have all this money coming in, but you're not allowed to put it at probably the spot where it needs to go, arguably the most. I don't believe the sport will, college football will just completely dissolve. But I I don't know what the model, I don't know where it goes. I don't know if the collegiate model and the level of college football we see right now can can work in the same universe. And so do, do I think they can mess it up to the degree where it doesn't? I do. I do think they can. Let's hope that we don't ever get to that point. But I, I'm not one of people who thinks, oh, it'll never happen. Caution will always be right. No, I don't, I don't think that. You can mess it up. You can destroy the business model or the model that you've created to the point where it doesn't look anything like what people are accustomed to and they start tuning out. You can ruin yourself. You can destroy yourself. Rome did it, right? 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean... I mean, it, it could happen. No, but I mean... Greed could be what takes this whole thing down. As so many things throughout human history. Yeah, it's it's not, not just as easy as, ah, uh, they'll figure it out eventually. I mean, I probably felt that way 10 years ago, five years ago. Two years ago. Today? Not nearly as much. Doesn't feel like it's just, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll get this worked out. Because now we've got the feds involved, people. All right, this is what it's come to. The NCAA is fighting federal lawsuits in court of law. We're in a court. Sounds fun. Antitrust. This is big time stuff. You know, this is this this lands you. This can cripple the NCAA. I don't know that it will. I don't know that it'll get to that point. We'll see. But th- this is, has the potential to do so. You know, I mean, NASCAR is one that a lot of people compare. Some people make. I I think NASCAR. It's different in that the college sports is already mainstream enough. NASCAR sort of turned its back on its core fans and tried to become too mainstream. I also think that college athletics are just different from anything professional in the light of, I mean, yes, you may have grown up in the school of Dale, Dale Earnhardt, but you didn't go to Dale Earnhardt University. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't have, like, three generations of family sometimes going to the same school and some of those same types of connections that you do have that... Those innate fan connections that we all have with the sport. But to a certain degree, that's what NASCAR did. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. to a certain extent. I just don't know if I can make the complete full comparison between yeah. NASCAR and college athletics. What's happening, this is the scary thing, is that college football has grown to a level that the the people that pay for it, the people that pony up the money, they don't care whether you and I watch the games, John. It's the fringe people that they want cutting it on and watching Alabama take on Michigan in the Rose Bowl. They want quantity over quality. They want a quantity of viewers versus actual people who love and enjoy and follow football to watch it. Yeah. It's it's something to see it uh, do all of this. Do you want to get to some other things in the Concernometer? Sure. What you got? Uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to... Okay, let's go, let's save college football in the NFL for next hour. All right, let's do clubs clubs of basketball since right. we talked about the Tigers a good bit already. Concern of meter one through five on how the Tigers are handling themselves late in games. Um, because it's becoming more of just a one off shoot. Now, not every team in the whole country does great, and and I don't I don't want to paint that picture. That's not true. But the, I have seen some things that feel concerning about how Clemson's closing out some games and how it could affect them moving forward. I think it's worth talking about. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I am at a two and a half, kind of right there in the middle with it. Um, I think the problem of it is, too, is we've seen a lot of the, the struggles in closing out the games against inferior competition, which I think heightens some of that. You don't include Duke in the inferior competition because Clemson did not close out well there. They didn't close out well, but they also were able to get a lead with, you know, very little bit of time left on the clock. Yeah. Obviously, to come down from those three turnovers and be able to take the lead, I do give them credit for that, to overcome that adversity in a late-game situation. What is hard to understand is how much of this is Clemson just, I mean, like a better way of saying it, just screwing it up, and how much of it is just sort of an offset, you know, like 
the other team just did this, this, and this. Well, I think it's it's somewhere in the middle, right? Yes, you have to you know point some fingers at Clemson, and there's some things you need to get better about from a defensive standpoint, and maybe some of your offensive that's, calls there now, late in that's games. That's what bothers me. But at the same time, you also have to give credit where it's due, where teams are not just letting you blow them out at the end of the game. And apparently, for whatever reason, Georgia Tech just knows how to beat good teams. They can't beat anybody else, but they can beat good teams. They have 10 wins on the year. Three of them come against Clemson, Duke, and North Carolina. So there, there's just some random variance there. Absolutely. It's college basketball. There is some random variance built in. That being said, though, I, I, my concern is more like a three and a half because I, I do have some concern about how, how late game execution on the offensive end is going. And it feels like if it's not P.J. Hall getting the ball and muscling up a shot, who else is... Who else do you feel confident in right now late in games? And and it, it, it looks that way on the court. It looks a little bit like, okay, this didn't work, that didn't work. I mean, the turnovers you know, that occurred at Duke are obviously a big deal. There were a couple turnovers yet uh, last night that were a little concerning. Uh, just the sort of the inability to find a flow and a rhythm late game situations. Not I, I'm not talking about final minute. I'm talking about when you have a chance to close out an opponent. Sometimes it's the final minute. Sometimes it's within the six-minute mark. You know, it's like baseball. Sometimes you win the game in the sixth inning, not the ninth. You need your closer sometimes earlier. You know, colleges do that a lot. You don't see as much in, in majors. But colleges may put their closer in the seventh inning. That may be the, the most high-leverage situation. So that's the best way to explain it. High-leverage situation. Where are you going with the ball when you need it offensively? I still think they look a little disjointed. It just feels that way. I think part of it is the inconsistency of Joe Girard from three right now. Because there is a little bit of apprehension of wanting to kick out to a guy when you constructed this team in this roster, that was going to be one of the two options in high-leverage situations. And right now, due to the, the shooting funk that he is in, you can't afford to kick it out to him right now late in the game. They really could use Alex Hemingway. Just a four-stretcher, you know, just to make the defense have to defend. Give it a different look. Yeah, it would. it would help. Uh, so I don't know that he'd be in an every late game situation. I'm just saying some of the high leverage situations it would help. But to your point, yeah, not talking about the last minute of the game, but in those last you know five six minutes of the game when things are really decided, it would help to get have him on the court for a couple of minutes there. Yeah, that that's the beef. It's not just like the last minute of a game. It's how do you handle the situation when you have a lead with five minutes to play? How do you handle a situation when you when all of a sudden the team? Hits a three pointer and it's twenty seconds left. There's very like it's it's a spectrum of high leverage situations. Because every game's different. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I'm like a three and a half. You just you want to see. I'm not look. You're not going to master late game execution every single time because you can't control some what the other team does. There's just things that happen in a game. That's fine. But I, I think that you've got to show a tendency to know how to handle those situations. We, we know what it looks like. We all watch college basketball long enough to know what it looks like when you know how to handle those kind of situations. I think there's some disjointedness. I don't, I don't think it can't be fixed or it can't be improved. I think it can be. But if we're still talking about this a month from now, that will be much more concerning. Do you agree? Uh, yes, I do. I do. That would ratchet it up if we're still having this conversation in early March. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Well, I think that time of the year just heightens every conversation <laughs> around a basketball team, not just one isolated but, thing. But we've we've 
all watch. I mean, this is an NCAA tournament team right now, folks. There's no other way to say it. This is an NCAA tournament team. You get in the tournament, you're going to play high-variance games with awkward situations, and you got to manage things down the stretch of games. Oh, yeah. High leverage everywhere. Every moment of the tournament's high leverage. But still, you get in these late games, and, and you got to make the right decisions, get the ball to the right people, and that that's how you win the game late, is just by making sure the ball gets to the right people at the right times. That stuff can get you. If you're not familiar, if you're not doing it positively and executing it, at some point in the season, what makes you think you can do in the postseason? I think that's the point. Six five four roar. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number three. We'll dive into some NFL and some college football on the Concerno meter right after this here on the Roar. Don't go anywhere. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, 